Welcome to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, your guide to good food, good health, and a good life. And now, here's your host, Nutrition Network Advisor and author of the Nourishment Mindset, Dixie Huey. Happy Transformation Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to or back to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, where we are on a metabolic mission to achieve vitality and reverse chronic lifestyle conditions using real whole food, straight talk, sound healing practices, and the pleasures of the table. If you are watching this on YouTube, you will see that I am in my kitchen. This is not a studio kitchen. We have a very small kitchen in our home, and I did not set this up <laughs> to look like a professional studio. If you can believe it, I actually know how to do that because one of my first summer jobs out of college was working on a cooking show at a Charlotte, North Carolina television station. So this kind of brings me back. But there we had everything set out in the cute little clear bowls and everything was perfect. But I want this to be like your home. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, I think you'll still get a lot out of it. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. It's a solo cast with me for the first part. And then I'm going to have a special guest join me. First, I would like to just say thank you again to all who have supported me by either reviewing the book on Amazon or on one of the podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Google Play. I really appreciate that. And of course, for those of you who have purchased the Nourishment Mindset. So last week, I mentioned bone broth. And that I would put a recipe in the show notes, and then I promptly forgot. Thankfully, a listener called me out on this, and I appreciate that, Megan. And this gave me an idea to do this video and podcast from the kitchen. So instead of just posting a link to a bone broth recipe, we're going to make bone broth. And I want to show you how easy it is. You can buy bone broth in the store. And that's great. You want to, of course, check the ingredients like you do for everything because there's a lot of preservatives that are added into most of them. However, as I said, it's super easy to make your own bone broth. So again, thank you to Megan for calling me out and also for giving me this idea. So the first and most important ingredient in bone broth is your bones. So... How do I have bones? Well, every time I cook, say chicken, ribs, anything, I literally save the bones. And yes, there's meat on. This was a roast chicken last week, and there's even some of the fresh herbs. What I do, though, because I maybe I make bone broth once a week, but sometimes it might be 10 days or so. So what you can do is freeze the bones. And so this is a crock pot. This is Super helpful for making bone broth because you can just turn the sucker on and walk away because it does take time to get the nutrients out of the bone. So you're going to be simmering for at least 12 hours. I usually do 48. I like to really get in there good. So if you don't have a crock pot, you can just use a regular pot like you would use on the stove. 
But this, I think, is a great investment for your bone broth. So the first step is just putting the bones into the crock pot. These are the bones I saved. Again, no need to do all kind of crazy, fancy stuff to them. There's still meat on this bone. This was a bigger cut of meat. I actually don't remember what this is from, something my husband made. But we're just going to add, and we can add different types of bones. No problemo. The next thing you're going to do, normally I do this right by my sink, but I'm not by the sink today. So in here is actually a ton of water. So you want to make sure that you cover the bones with water. And I have this handy tool. This is just going to allow me to push the bones down. You don't want to have much more water than covering the bones because you don't want your bone broth to be all diluted. So I actually didn't use all of this. I'm just going to put, there's one little bone sticking out. And a tool like this can help you every morning, twice a day usually when I'm simmering bone broth. I come in and just kind of press down on those bones, try to get some of the meat out. So what you're going to do from there, whether you're on the stove or <coughs> pardon me, in the crock pot, you're going to turn it on and you're going to bring it to, yeah, I'm putting my crock pot on high and I'm going to bring this cool water to a boil, okay? Once it comes up and it starts bubbling, that's when you're going to bring it down to a low simmer. So you need to watch this for like the first, say, hour. Bring it up to that bubble bubble and then turn it way down. So I'm going to go from high to low. And then tomorrow morning when I check on it and I press down again, I'm going to turn it to a simmer. So there's a few other things, but this is, <laughs> it's very easy. So you want some sort of source of acid. So I'm just going to squeeze half a lemon. And then I'm going to just throw the whole thing in there. I don't worry about the seeds or anything like that because we're going to be straining this before we serve it. The other thing you can do, as Julia Child said, I cook with wine. Sometimes I even put it in the food. You can add a little bit of wine. The reason for the citrus in the wine is you want to draw out the nutrients. This helps draw it out. And if you want to be fun and fancy, we had some awesome farmer's market tangerines last week, and I saved the peels. This can be an awesome addition to salad dressings as well, but I'm just going to put some tangerine zest in here. Why not? Boom. So there's that. Now, what's this ugly stuff? This is totally optional. These are rinds from raw milk cheeses that I have been saving. I have a cheese kind of box that I keep in the fridge with a few different cheeses. And I save the rinds because guess what? I plop those in there too. That's it, y'all. You can put herbs in there. You can put, you know, if you want to put some turmeric in there. Why not turmeric? Sorry, you can do that. And then that, that's it. Turn that on. Remember, you're going to come back. When that starts to bubble, turn it down to low. And then, as I said, about 12 hours later tomorrow morning, I'm going to put it on the simmer. But this is going to be going until at least as I'm recording this, it's Monday night. I'm not going to take this off a of simmer until Wednesday night. So it's 48 hours, but it's very low maintenance. So here we go. Let's say it's Wednesday night. 
I'm going to get this bad boy back out. <clears throat> Put my strainer on here. I'm going to do this over the sink in case there's any splashing. Take the lid off. And it's, it's usually warm, so you want to have some oven mitts. And then you're just going to pour that over the strainer. This is going to catch all those bones, the lemon seeds, the tangerine and the lemon skin, and anything else you don't want in your glorious golden liquid. And then you toss that. Be careful if you have dogs like we do. You might see Newfoundland in the background here at some point. You don't want those dogs getting to these bones. So I just make a habit of putting them in the trash can, tying that bag up and taking it out. There's no way that a dog could get into the, the bones because I think my dog finds them pretty tasty smelling. So that's bone broth. Then what do I do? So now I've strained it out. Then I take an empty glass container. You can buy the ones for canning or whatever. I just use like leftover glass yogurt or even if I home uh, buy a store-bought bone broth I'll put it in there so this is a washed out nicely washed out glass container and once I've got everything strained I'm just going to pour the broth in there I usually put a little piece of masking tape over this with the date this doesn't last long in our house this is like between Patrick and I drinking it this might last two days not everyone wants to drink bone broth if you do I would add salt for that. I always find it needs a little salt. You can also use this if you're making a soup, if you're making a sauce, if, uh, if you're making risotto. You have homemade bone broth. Glorious. So that's bone broth. It's that simple, y'all. I love it. So that's recipe number one. Recipe number two we are going to be having a special guest join us today to help me with recipe number two. So come on in, special guest. Welcome. Welcome back, rather. This is Fletcher. Fletcher was on one of the first few episodes where we talked about kid food in the Nourishment mm -hmm. Mindset podcast. Yes, kid food. Today, he is going to demonstrate to you, I had a request from an audience member to how do you make ranch dressing? Dressings can be pretty problematic, store-bought dressings, and it's because most of them have those inflammatory seed oils, like soybean oil, Ugh, the worst of the worst. So at our house, we stay away from commercial dressings and we make our own, right Flesh? Yes. What do you like to do with ranch dressing? Mm -hmm. Or with some carrots. some carrots, right. It's an easy after school or if it's spring break after tennis camp thing to enjoy. So let's start our ranch recipe, Fletch. I am going to start the yogurt because this guy, this is a really great yogurt. I don't know if y'all have this. We get it at kind of a specialty store, but it's a Bulgarian yogurt. A lot of probiotics in this bad boy. And it's a whole milk, of course. We don't use low-fat stuff. That just means high sugar. Plain, of course, because the other stuff has sugar. So now flesh. Now we're going to put some sour cream in. Now notice I didn't say put three-fourths a cup of this and yada yada of that. Just put about the same amount. So scoop out a big old spoonful or two. 
getting. It needs a second one. Okay. Yep. Okay, let's get a big old spoon. Like you need. Yeah. This is definitely a cool one. Yeah. And I'd say one more. So I'm going to eyeball this and say it's like about a three-quarter cup of yogurt and ditto on the, uh, so you want to go ahead and stir that. Now remember, we're going to hold it with one hand. Yeah, he knows how to do it. Y'all hold it with one hand, stir with another. Keep going. Stir, stir, stir. I'm going to give it another spoon so we don't have to Now mayo. Now, sometimes we homemade mayo. That's good. I love Primal Kitchen and Sir Kensington's. I just happen to have Primal Kitchen right now. Go ahead and scoop a couple good-sized spoonfuls of that in there. Yay. This is very important by their avocado mayo, okay, because this doesn't have those inflammatory seed oils. And it's got this beautiful, nice kind of yellow color here. Ah, somebody's tasting the work. So I'd say it's going to be about the same amount. You know, is it half a cup? Is it three-quarter cup? One more spoonful of that, baby. All right. Help you out. Boom. So we've so far done the organic yogurt, the organic, um, excuse me, the sour cream. Rather, I don't have organic today. I do prefer it. And then this uh, Primal Kitchen mayo. Now the fun begins, Fletch. Really? It's spice time, everybody. So why don't you work your way down? Here's the thing. Whenever I read a ranch recipe, I feel like I'm always adding more salt. That's right. I'm adding more of everything than you think you need. This happens to be Redmond Real Salt, which I absolutely love. We can always go back and add more. We're going to taste it. So now he is adding organic dill. Fresh dill is, of course, even better. It's definitely better, but we don't have that on hand. What I'm doing right now is getting into some fermented garlic. This is optional, of course. If there's anything in here you don't like, you just change the recipe and make it work for yourself. Now, what are you putting in, Fletch? What's next? Oh, um, garlic powder. All right, organic garlic powder. So open that bad boy up. Give it a healthy shake. How's that? That's good. I wouldn't even bother putting the thing back on because we like need to get back in there. And I'll talk talk and about I'm putting in onion powder. Onion powder. We're doing onion powder. Oh, Don't think that's gonna make you cry. Good. All oh, right. Yeah, Moving good. down the line. So this little thing, this is yeah. our um he's gonna put the turmeric in. This is optional. I love this stuff. This is called pluck. Pluck use pluck pluck rather. Goodness gracious. The original flavor is here, put some of that in there. Is this all-purpose? And this includes organs. Organ meat. No, it's good stuff. And it has Redmond Real Salt. Now this one is one of the ones that I think is newer. It's a zesty garlic. So if you like a garlicky ranch, if you like a garlicky ranch. Try that in there. Go ahead and stir. So I'm still cutting up this fermented garlic. So why fermented garlic? Well, first of all, it's delicious, okay? Second of all, one of the things I hate is wasting food. Wasting food is no bueno. 
And for some reason, I just don't use as much garlic as I should. And I hate it when I see moldy garlic in the pantry. So it's super easy to ferment garlic. All you need to do, okay, let's have you do a taste test because I think you're going to want to put more spices in. This is another one of those glass yogurt containers that I'm holding up that I washed out. You put on bake at about 300 a bulb of garlic in your oven. Let it go for five to eight minutes till it starts to peel away. Then you break it up. You do not even have to worry. I hate removing garlic skins. You don't have to worry about that. You put it in there. You cover with water. And then you add a good half a cup of salt. And then each week you do what's called burp it. I leave it out on my counter. I open it. I give it just a little bit of air and I close it back up. And after a few days, it's going to start bubbling. And each morning you'll just open it up and close it. It is so stinking simple. And then after about three weeks, the fermentation process is done. It's going to be different depending on where you live, how much salt. Again, you don't have to be, this is not um, a calculus equation. And then the beauty of it is this stuff just keeps, it's beautiful. So I'm going to put some of this garlic in here, fermented garlic, depending on how much you love garlic. You can put more, you can put less, you can put none. Here's another little pro tip. Remember I said how the bone broth can flavor soups and sauces? I'm going to be careful here so I don't overdo it. I'm using about a spoonful. Go ahead and stir that for me, Fletch. I'm using a spoonful of the actual brined water, which, as you can imagine, is super garlicky flavor. All right, how is it? Did you add more spice? Oh, I need more. Um... That's good. That's got a good amount of onion, a good amount of garlic. I say more dill. And just a little more salt, significantly more dill, okay? And there you have your ranch. If your yogurt, this Bulgarian yogurt that we use can be a little bit runny, if you will, if you're using something that's a little bit thicker, you can put some heavy whipping cream, just like a large dash, or we just happen to have half and half on hand. That is perfect. The dill always surprises me, y'all. You need so much more dill than you would think. Um, he's, he's used a ton of dill. So let's stir all of that up, and then we're going to have you do the finger taste test. Here's another cup of garlic. Minced garlic, if you want. <clears throat> and you, I would roast it a little bit, even if you're not going to ferment it, so that it's not that raw kind of crunchy garlic. So taste, please. Very good. That's awesome. I'm going to let Fletch taste. Well, I just let y'all know that chapter 25 of the Nourishment Mindset, the first thing that I have in here, chapter 25 is called Recipes. You like it? It. That's good. I think there's going to be some carrots in your future. Recipes and Nourishment Tips. My first one is don't toss your meat bones. Now y'all know why. And I repeat this process in the, um, the book, so you'll have it. Then I have a, a whole list of some easy nourishment mindset recipes for you. 
and salad dressing is at the end. So yes, it takes a little more effort, right? Than just picking it up yeah. off the shelf. But what's the taste, Fletch? Better. Better. Are you giving it one or two thumbs up? I'm going to give it... Oh, he's giving it feet up and two thumbs up. All right, man, here you go. Last thing I would like to say from a cooking perspective is one of the things that I love about having a child is teaching a child um, to cook. Some things yeah. are just recipes we make up, but we love this book, so I thought I would give them a shout out. This is called The Complete Cookbook for Young Chefs, and if you're watching this, you can see we have many dog-eared, and they've never let us down, have they? No. I mean... Once or twice there's been something that's not our favorite. But, right. But in know, general. Other people might like it. Exactly. Yeah, there's a pad thai that had a little too much peanut butter. We thought we're going to try that again without the peanut butter. Yeah, for sure. So, excellent. That brings us to a close on today's podcast. You've learned how to make easy bone broth, easy ranch. I'm going to, I bet you're going to know, I'm going to store this in one of my glass washed out yogurt containers. If you haven't yet bought the book, Nourishment Mindset, you can get that on my website, favorfat.com, where you can find links to all my social, everything. You can subscribe to the podcast, or you can buy it on Amazon. It's right there on my website. If you'd like a signed copy, that would be the reason to, to buy it there. But Amazon's great too. And if you have read the book, Pretty please, pretty please, give me a review. That really helps people um, become aware of the book, and it means a lot to me. So reach out. Again, thanks to Miss Megan for coming up with the idea for the show by reminding me that I left out the recipe. And if y'all have questions or ideas for shows or you want to see some more recipes, just let me know in the comments or socially, okay? All right. Oh, he snailed me. Bye, y'all.